Welcome to episode 91 on the Live Blissed Out podcast. Did you know that out of every $10 we spend at a store, $1 is allocated towards packaging? This accounts for one half of waste by volume or one third of our waste by weight. Hello, Action Taker. Welcome to Live Blissed Out, a podcast where I have inspirational and informational conversations with business owners and subject matter experts to help you get the scoop on a variety of topics. Tired of hesitating or making decisions without having the big picture? Want to be in the know? Then this is the place to go. I'm your host, Marissa Houston, helping you achieve bliss through awareness and action. So let's get to it. Joining us is Kendra Churchwell, owner of Denver-based Aloe Goods. She makes soap, skincare, hair care, and oral care products with all natural ingredients and packaged in sustainable materials. Kendra was highly influenced by her grandma as a child. Ma taught her how to paint and draw, how to do household chores with a smile, and how to use as little as possible to get a job done. Whether it was being time efficient with your chores so you could have more playtime or using only the right amount of stuff to save money. Kandra is also the author of The Natural Soap Color Palette, a book for soap makers to help them learn how to make soaps without synthetic or lab-made colorants. Locally, Kandra is an active member of the Good Business Colorado Plastic and Packaging Task Force, which is currently working on creating the Sustainable Packaging Decision Tree, a tool to help product manufacturers and food service industries to select sustainable materials for their packaging needs. To learn more, visit shopallogoods.com. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. Kendra, welcome to the show. Why, thank you. I'm very excited to be here today. I've been looking forward to our chat. Oh, yes. Me too. What is our subject matter today? We're going to be talking a little bit about my grandma. I called her Ma and some of the lessons she taught me and how that turned out into a sustainable lifestyle. You were brought up to think about sustainability at an early age. Yes. I don't think it was a conscious decision on anyone's part, but I did spend a lot of time with Ma and she taught me a lot of little lessons. And turns out that's what sustainability is about. You didn't really associate it with sustainability like we do today, but you observed how she behaved and how she dealt with material things or things around the house and was always concerned about not wasting stuff. And then you applied that in your life as you grew up. Exactly. So she grew up through the Great Depression. So there was always a lot of not. Didn't have this, didn't have that. That just became part of her life. So when we were at her house cooking or sewing or knitting or in her art studio, everything was about, oh, save it and don't waste it. And usually that's the case, isn't it? My parents were the same way. When you grow up in a time when you don't have a lot, you have to make the most of what you have. Given that, and you notice these things at a very young age, what are some of the benefits of being sustainable that you were able to observe? I didn't start out to make a sustainable company. I started a natural body care company and I was told by my customers, oh, we love how sustainable and zero waste everything is. 
And I'm looking around going, what the heck is zero waste? (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out that there's an entire subculture of people who call themselves zero wasters. They're trying to eliminate all the plastic from their life. It's kind of where it starts. It originated as a manufacturing term, but people took it on as a challenge to live a zero waste lifestyle. Being sustainable, it it doesn't mean you have to really change your lifestyle, though. While zero waste is a a great goal to try and obtain, it doesn't have to be like the full structural, limiting, confining aspect of your life. It doesn't mean that you have to spend more money on things you need. It doesn't have to be a hard struggle to get through. And in fact, a lot of what the zero waste community is doing in order to be more sustainable in their lives really is a throwback to what our grandparents and our great-grandparents did. And it can have some pretty amazing side effects of reducing stress, reducing clutter, reducing the amount of money you spend each month on necessities. To get back to your question about the challenges that you face with it, three of the main ones that always jump out to me are marketing hype, greenwashing, and miseducation, or just a general lack of understanding. I'll talk briefly about each one of those. For the marketing hype aspect, that's when a new material becomes available. And even if it's well-intentioned, it ends up having a larger negative impact than the positive impact it's trying to achieve. And with all of the marketing hype, it's very hard for the consumer even the manufacturer trying to maybe use a new material to kind of get through that. A really great example is bioplastic. Plastic made from plants sounds great, but the reality is that many of the bioplastics are being produced in a way that far outweighs the benefits that they're producing. Let me give you an example. One of them is called PLA bioplastic. It's made from cornstarch. Woohoo, corn, plastic, that should be great. It's supposed to be compostable, sounds even better, but it's only compostable in specific facilities that accept it, and most of them don't. It's also made with chemicals and additives that can be attributed to birth defects, cancer, damage to liver, kidneys, DNA damage, and much more. It also has a really high water footprint, meaning it uses a lot of water that would then need to be processed and cleaned in order to be reused. And a lot of it's made from GMO corn, which is a heavy user of synthetic fertilizers and herbicides. So all of those negative aspects to it kind of get overlooked because of all the marketing hype. Everyone's excited about plant-based plastics. Not saying all of them are bad, but yeah. It sounds to me what you're saying is it's unintended consequences, meaning they had good intentions when they went into it thinking it would be better, but then they discover along the way that sometimes those good intentions turned out to be not so good because there were things they didn't count on. That's exactly what happens. And as I was saying, both to the consumers and to companies like myself are trying to find good materials to put our products in. And that's what we're doing with the Good Business Colorado Plastics and Packaging Task Force is to create a tool to help businesses like mine figure out what each option really entails everywhere from how it's manufactured, how it can be used, and how it can be disposed of. So the end of life for that material. 
So you're saying it's like not a knee-jerk reaction. In the beginning, it looks great. It sounds great. Wow, let's do it. And without really understanding the big picture. And so what this organization is doing is finding out more information and then empowering these businesses to really understand things so that when they do decide to take a certain direction, they know that it's the right direction to take. Exactly. And the reason why it's such a challenge to do so is because there's so much information and a lot of it's new information and has that information be vetted. And where's that information coming from? Is it this marketing hype that we're being waylaid by or is it real valid information? And most consumers and business owners simply don't have the time to dig through all of that information. So this new tool should help with a lot of that. I'd mentioned greenwashing and I think it's pretty important. It's mainly targeted towards consumers where a product is touted as being environmentally friendly, but their practices are not. So just to pull something out of the air and I'll kind of make it up, this great reusable water bottle. It's reusable. It's great. It's wonderful. It has all this green, eco-friendly messaging right on it, but it's really just a plastic bottle. Not really sustainable, not really zero waste, but it's touted as being so. Basically, they're selling the feel-good side of things. Like you as a consumer just feel great because you're told that, hey, you're not throwing this bottle away. You can use it over and over again. But as a consumer as well, you don't really understand what's happening on the back end. The companies that's doing it, they're not trying to be devious. Maybe their kind of lack of understanding of the sustainable culture and what it really means. It's also really tempting to hop on that organic, sustainable, eco-friendly kind of bandwagon because so many consumers really do want that and they'll spend more money on it. That also ties in with other misunderstandings and kind of a lack of knowledge examples. And one of those good examples is plastic recycling the amount of resources needed to recycle plastic, if it even actually makes it to the recycling center. It makes recycling not much better than producing a virgin plastic to begin with. You're just expending a different set of resources, such as water and energy, to save on other resources, all of which really don't need to be expended if people could just make a few small changes. Is there a place where consumers can go to get more information about sustainability in the sense that they're wondering how plastics get recycled or if they can even be recycled? You know, just getting more knowledgeable about this. Is there like a website that they can visit to get information like that? One thing that everyone can do is call your city or your county and ask them, what is recyclable? So we all have these recycling bins next to our trash bins or houses, right? What can go in there? What can't go in there? Those are two questions you can ask. And I know in Denver, I am pleasantly surprised about how much I can put in there. Denver accepts some of the biofilms, the film plastic, in their recycling. Plus, they also have a composting service, which is just fantastic. I highly recommend that everyone reach out to their city or county or their trash recycling service and ask them, what can I put in my bins? What can't I put in my bins? And if I can't put it in my bin, where can I put it? Because they'll know locally for you. 
which is really important because not every city offers the same recycling services. Are you a Gen Xer seeking to engage with your online community to make a positive difference, but keep putting your plans off due to fear or self-doubt? Not too long ago, I struggled with my own limiting beliefs that stopped me from pursuing my goals. I learned a lot of valuable lessons, which I'd like to share with you to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Ace Your Virtual Business is a business group centered upon action, community, and effectiveness. Join us for exclusive offers and weekly live conversations that address your challenges and receive the encouragement, accountability, and support you need to succeed in the virtual business world. To get started now, visit aceyourvirtualbusiness.podia.com. There's a wide range of things that you can research online in your particular area to see what is supported and what types of organizations are able to help you out with that. Exactly. What are some things we as consumers can do right now? One of the big things and my favorite things to do is simply reuse containers. You remember, or maybe your grandma or your mom remembers, nickel deposits on glass bottles, or maybe how the milkman used to bring you a fresh bottle of milk and take away the old one. They used to wash out that old bottle and reuse it. This is a trend or a fad that hopefully is starting to come back into play in some communities. So, you know, we're really starting to see more of a return to how our grandparents did things. And that really makes me smile as it reminds me of my grandparents and all the fun I had with them as a child. I have some very fond memories of Ma being so excited about this paper towel. I can see this memory like I'm (laughs) watching it on a videotape in my head. It wasn't about a roll of paper towels, but a single paper towel. Because she had figured out how she could take this one paper towel, and that would be her one paper towel for the day. She was so tickled pink, as she used to say, that she was able to stretch it out for the full day. She was saving money and saving herself from one load of laundry each month. So I said, well, why don't you just use a hand towel? She says, well, I've got this paper towel, and I don't have to do the laundry, and I've got more time for this and that. And so while most people in the sustainable community try and avoid paper towels, and I do love my napkins and my rag sash, sometimes they do have a good place in our life. Everything should be used for when it's the most valuable. And she had some really good points about how it did save a load of laundry and a lot of time for her. And it made her smile. And I think that's one of the most important things. You know, those little small things you can do that make a big difference on your stress level and how much you enjoy your experience of life. So when I was selecting packages for my products, you know, I wasn't thinking sustainable, reusable, compostable. I was just thinking, how would I like it? How would we do it? Turns out, as I said, that that does mean zero waste and sustainable, but that's where, you know, like the fabric bags for the soaps and shampoos, those little four by six bags have so many reuses. You can do everything from protecting the natural oils and botanicals from light exposure, making sure that bar soap stays fresh, but they can also be used as soap sacks and washcloths. My junk drawer is all nice and tidy and organized by using them just right on the back of them with a Sharpie and organize my junk drawer. And a couple weeks ago, I went and set up the garden for spring and had some old scrap sacks, cut them open and use them as 
ties, label ties for the garden. So I know where all the peas and broccoli are going to be sprouting up. And then things like tin jars, like we use for our butters and salves, they are the ultimate reusable container. You can stick a magnet on the back of them and store things on the refrigerator door. You can use them to organize your change purse, spice containers. They make great gift boxes. And what's even better about them is the material that they're made out of is truly recyclable in that you can take it to facilities that accept aluminum and tin, and they will pay you to give them those materials so they can recycle them. And then there's paper packaging, so you can look for things that are packaged in paper. Not coated paper like in the freezer section. Most of the boxes at the grocery store and the freezer are actually lined with plastic so they're not recyclable, but truly paper materials. I love paper because it is reusable and that you can always use the back of a piece of paper for your shopping list, for your notes. It's truly compostable and that you can put it in your compost heap in the backyard. And if you don't compost or don't have access to composting, it's so super easy to recycle it. Every facility accepts paper recycling. Kendra, you are getting us thinking about not necessarily, like you said, changing our lives overnight, but really just being conscious about how can we prevent ourselves from wasting unnecessarily. And then you took it a step further. You didn't really start your company thinking about this per se, but you just adapted it. And it's going back to your experience with your grandmother. Her behavior influenced you in some way. And even subconsciously, when you created your business, it just reflected in that. It just started to happen naturally just because you were watching how your grandmother used to treat the things around her and how she appreciated everything that she had. And I think that's really important because you're walking the talk. You believe in it, but at the same time, you are applying those principles in your business. Yes. And also in the way I raised my kids, before you throw something away, does it really need to be thrown away? Could we do something else with it? Could we reuse it? Could we have a craft project with it? Could we recycle it? Could we avoid spending money and buying something else by reusing this? That honestly was one of the number one motivators is how can we avoid spending more money and also throwing things away? While sustainable packaging, it's definitely a nice perk to the products that I offer. But what really brings me joy and keeps me moving along with what I'm doing with the business is how well the products work. My household has been able to eliminate all of the clutter and waste from plastic bottles in the bathroom and in the kitchen in the laundry room. Our skin feels better. Our spirits are uplifted each time we wash our hands. I'm always hearing from my customers who experience the same thing. I always post, I'm doing a little happy dance. I had a review from a customer about how something as simple as a bar soap made a rewarding and impactful experience on a small moment of their life. So, you know, being able to share in those small moments with so many people is such a wonderful thing. We're very blessed to have that opportunity. That's fantastic, Kendra. And I love the fact that you also use natural products and they work really well. Tell us more about how people can get a hold of you and learn more about what you offer. We do offer all of our products online. There's also a few retail stores that carry the products. 
Those are listed on the website as well. It's shopallogoods.com. We have some wonderful bundles and gift sets. And if you're on Facebook or Instagram, you can follow us there. You can stay updated on local events we attend and specials like our friend soaps and our local community efforts. And you can also subscribe to our email list. We send out an email about once a month with updates. And you can always give me an email. I love hearing from everyone. Thank you so much. I know every time that I talk to my guests that I always learn something very interesting. And I think it's so important to be aware of things and not having a really good understanding of something doesn't allow us to impact our environment or our lives in the best possible way. And so you explaining a lot of the things that we need to be thinking about is so helpful. And I really believe listeners are going to enjoy what you shared with us because now we're going to be able to be more conscious about how we can help keep sustainability going in our daily lives. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me here. It was wonderful chatting with you. I hope all of your listeners stop and think before they throw something away and find a little bit of joy from one small thing each day. It'll brighten their lives immensely. That's a wrap for this episode of Live Blissed Out. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Kendra Churchwell for joining us on the show. If you have a question or comment for a future episode, all you have to do is go to speakpipe.com forward slash L-B-O-V-M or click the link in the show notes to leave a brief audio message. If you find value in our show, please visit liveblissedout.com to reach out, subscribe, and share on social media. This show is made possible through listeners like you. Thank you. So long for now, and remember to keep moving forward.